In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Uh, hello everyone, welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion podcast, the Lord story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am Overlord John, and with me as always are my favorite Necrodermis Automatons. I am a pariah and no longer part of this edition's Fluff Fuzzy. Oh dear, I'm 8th edition Necron, so I'm pretty garbage, I, g- I think, just to, <laughs> just to annoy Fuzzy Brayden. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna be under your Damn. fucking bed, boy. <laughs> you do it. I don't, so cool. I don't know how 8th edition Necrons are, so I just kind of set it on the fly. They aight if you know how to build the list, which I don't. <laughs> I got That's my it. shit wrecked by John. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I punched Fuzzy's dick in with Tau, and it was pretty funny. It was really bad, oh, because no. I didn't know what I was doing. But oh, that no. said, uh, fucking flayed ones are still pretty good. Yeah, I was terrified of them until they got rapid-fired down. Anyway. They got rapid-fired <laughs> real hard. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, that, that was our bat rep portion. Uh, uh, if, you, if you want to play Warhammer with me on Tabletop Simulator, please... Tweet at me. I will probably play with you. He will. He'll fucking fire that <laughs> shit up. You'll hear the chainsaw. Oh, Revan. <laughs> so, uh, today we're going to finish our series on the Primarchs, which uh, I did not expect to take as long as it has, but it's been a really fun series of episodes. Hey, man, these are some meaty boys with some yeah. tasty fucking figgy pudding on the inside. Nuggets. Yeah, so let's talk about... The Primarch of the Eighth Legion. The sixteenth one to be found, and also Batman numero uno. Uh, this man has two names. Oh dear. Which we, ha- we have only two, though, unlike most Primarchs. <laughs> that, that is something notable. His name is Conrad Kurz, a.k.a. Night Hunter. Oh dear. A.k.a. And he prefers Night Hunter. Yeah, he really does. What an edgy which boy. Makes it, which makes him more like Batman. And his aesthetic is real, real bat-based. And also, in this image of him, he looks like he has pointed teeth. Oh my, Jesus. So, um, to kind of preface, actually, um, the last f- five, uh, Primarchs really got the shit end of the stick. Like... Oh, really? <laughs> Oh yeah, no. All of them had real shitbag lives. Um, leading up to and after Emps. Um, it it sucks. They they all it sucks to be these guys. And uh, Conrad here is no fucking different, my dude. No, dude. Um. All right. Uh, I would argue that Kurz, excepting maybe. The Mad Boy has the shittiest end of the stick. Yes, uh, Kurz takes the cake, for sure. Um, well, eh, uh, I, we'll, I, we'll get there. I think, I think, I think debatable. Yes, but I think there is a contender. rock paper scissors between the two, and it's really just a matter of like, it, it's. It, I think it's a real even split, honestly. Yeah. It, it depends what hits you harder. Yes, and uh, I'm gonna say. 
this this episode and specifically this Primark probably gonna get a little gory. A uh, little bit, um, because so if that bothers you, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe skip ahead until we start talking about the next one. Um, yeah. Um, l- l- let me just go ahead and uh, give you some warnings here. Uh, there will be a lot of talk of suicide and disembowelings because that's how Conrad rolls. Uh, so let's get into him, I guess. Uh, yeah, Brayden. So born. Well, f- f- Brayden, w- ha- do you? Uh, fuck. What's the name of that goddamn place? Shit. Bloodhaven? Yeah, Bloodhaven from DC. You, you, you know that city? Yes, I do know. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know how it got cursed for a while to be perpetually yeah. dark? <laughs> yes. All right. That's where he lives. Yes, that's where Good. he lives. That's that's Nostromo. <laughs> so is he just per- is he just the palest Primark? Uh, uh no, that's Korax. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's for a different reason. Uh so yeah, um, this boy lands on the dark planet of Space Bloodhaven. Uh-huh. And AKA Nostromo. AKA it has a real name. It does have it's Nostromo. Um, and unlike his brothers, um, except for one, uh, so most of the other pods kind of just got lightly tossed onto other planets. Uh, Conrad's got fucking shitted out at Mach 10 and punched through the crust of the planet <laughs> to the magma layer. Oh dear. I S- thought I thought it would be some shit like, oh, he just hit it really hard because I was like, yeah, softly looks at the one who tore off a mountain when he showed up. I don't remember which one that was. Comparatively softly. <laughs> yes, uh, but fucking going into the magma layer is fucking rough. Yeah, meanwhile, it seems like fucking Korn grabbed this fucking pod and just speedballed that shit as <laughs> fast as he fucking could. Uh, I imagine probably at Siege's behest. Hey man, probably. it'll be fucking hilarious. Yeah. Do it. At the, at the fifth annual Chaos Baseball game, uh, Korn <laughs> fucking knocked it out the park. Absolutely. And Siege's <laughs> like, fuck bro, I gotta go and get that later. It went over the fence. It went way over the fence, my dude. And the fence is 40 light years away. Nurgle is laughing in the stands as he eats popcorn. Nurgle doesn't play. Yeah, Nurgle watches. He's a big fat guy. That's that's how it works. Uh, They stopped inviting Slanesh, though. (laughs) Yeah, because he just keeps jacking it. You can only watch that fuck a popcorn bin so many times. <laughs> Slanesh always think the dick in the bottom of the popcorn thing is funny. Yeah, <laughs> always. It just isn't. Hey, well, if it's Slanesh, no, I don't want popcorn. No, 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 no. Okay, so, uh, Kurz in... The thing about Kurz is he comes from, like, two strong, strong uh, source materials. Batman and Dracula. Oh, you could have guessed. I could have guessed when the planet name is Nostromus. Uh, so he, for a while, just lives off of hunting wild animals. Wait. Oh, yeah. He doesn't get adopted like other Primarchs. He literally fucking crawls out of the planet and just starts trying to figure it out himself. As yeah, a I was about to ask. Toddler. I was about to ask, how did he get out of the magma layer? He crawled. Uh, debatable. 
Okay, debatable, as in there are multiple stories. Uh, maybe his is the capsule just like went up through the vents, but probably just swam through molten metal. Oh, well, no, no, no. He didn't. As you do. Well, actually, I don't know. Uh, based on this paragraph, fucking the only thing that stopped him is tinking off the metal core. But I feel like baby Primark probably cannot survive magma. Who knows? Who, Who knows? knows? So, uh, Conrad also had, uh, dreams. And I think that points to him being, like, latently psychic, where he just kept seeing the worst possible future at all times. Uh huh. Which, uh, hey, that's not great. Yeah. It's really not great. Um, he is con- constantly plagued by these terrible visions of the future. A lot of screaming, a lot of crying, a lot of dying for him and everyone around him. Uh, yeah, he also lived in an underhive, which, that's very bad. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, uh, take an apartment building, Yeah. right? Now take a block of apartment buildings. Okay. Now jack it up, like, five stories okay. off the ground. It's just Judge Dredd. You can just say Judge Dredd. It's uh, just, it's just well, Judge it's Dredd. Not, it's not just Judge Dredd because there is an understructure. Right, yeah, it's the worst parts of Judge Dredd. It's, yeah, living in an underhive is terrible. Uh, it's so everything it's like, combined with the bottom layer of Coruscant and Judge Dredd and also every other terrible bit of cyberpunk yeah. hell future. Oh, I was yeah, about the to idea say. of, like, constantly building on what you have mm-hmm. and then you just get the shit part at the bottom and buildings and, that's where he... and buildings have like two inches of space between each other yes and that's where he lived oh that's good as a as a feral child which mm-hmm. and honestly the things he was surviving off of were carrion that were eating down there because interesting fact about uh nostromo is this place sucked to live even when you weren't an orphaned super child i was um, about to say what is that it did, so he interacted with other people in the Underhive, right? No. Oh, uh, he killed people in the Underhive. Well, oh, we'll okay. get there in a hot minute. But uh, when who he would was fuck? A... Who would fuck with the seven foot tall four year old? Well, so, <laughs> so um, step one, uh, this fucking place was a lawless hellhole. Uh-huh. Uh, the people who were rich here basically the falconies yes uh basically just fucking kept everyone down all uh-huh. the time uh m- rampant fucking corruption there was no law violence and was rampant there was no crime because there weren't any laws to break the rich exploited the poor and depression and being unable to like keep your social standing were also so prevalent that the population didn't explode uh not through any you know warp storms or demon invasions or plagues or anything like that no they just all killed themselves oh that's good that's how terrible of a place this was because in the 40 40th millennia shit is grim and, and also dark. dark also i just had a thought that i need to share with you all so I was thinking about like, all right, seven foot tall four year olds, all the primarchs, I can get that. But I'm imagining like someone coming up to this man 
like tapping him on the shoulder and it's like a seven foot tall man and then he spins around and you look at him and he just has he just has a four-year-old's face like baby face (laughs) i imagine this happened with all the primarchs aside from lehman russ who just had like a toddler face but with the beard (laughs) yeah that works um so, uh, uh, converse argument. Have you ever seen uh, late medieval pictures of Jesus yes. as a baby? Yes. For those of you unaware of late medieval depictions of baby Jesus, types in late medieval depiction of baby Jesus. It said it is said that the baby Jesus came out as a fully formed man, uh, straight out of the Madonna. Uh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Literally. He's Jesus got a, Christ. He's got a grown man face. So imagine... This is, dis- this is terrifying. Imagine I don't like this. Why did you do this A toddler... Why does he have abs? ...with a grown man body, but still toddler-sized and kind of toddler-proportioned, but not really. <laughs> not really. It's terrifying. Like, imagine a toddler gut on a swole dude with stubby arms and legs and a man face. <laughs> this is how I've imagined the Primarchs as toddler babies. This is yes. a bad idea. So, Fuzzy yeah. and Brayden as well. Yes. The Most of the Primarchs were tutored, right? Uh-huh. Well, Conrad didn't have that. Instead, he got to use one of the most metal parts about space marine biology. His brain? Not just that. His if a gene space seat? marine eats the brain of a thing, it learns what that thing knew. You're you gotta be kidding me. No. Why? It's not Fuzzy, something back me up here. It's not something we uh, tap into very much. Yes, this but is the yeah, first I've heard about uh, it. What the fuck? Almost every <laughs> space marine, if you uh, if they consume the blood or brain matter of another being of a sentient, of a sentient, they learn most of what it knew. You. For blood, it's usually in the form of visions and some, like, general knowledge. Uh, I don't know about the brain thing, but it does logically follow that if they consume a brain, they just get all that knowledge. They're they're all prototype. They are all prototype. And Conrad is a cannibal. For solidarity, I fucking hate Warhammer. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking white... There's some examples of, hey... I don't know how to use this this Tau gun. Hold on. Rips skull off Tau. Shoves brain in mouth. Oh, okay. Starts to. Fucking it's what? It's stupid. It is stupid. I hate So wait him. a minute. This entire tell- time, why are the space marines fighting the Nids? They just are Nids. Yeah. Well, yeah, but... Space Marines can govern. Nids can't. I was about to I say, mean, hive, also... They're, not, they're called Hive Tyrants. I wouldn't say that's a government. Wouldn't it be a risk for a Space Marine to eat a Nid brain in that they might become a part of the Hive Mind? Oh, God, this is digging deep. Uh, uh, well, hmm. Uh, no, because that, Im- that implication is that Space Marines are so brainwashed they can't be taken over except through Psychic. And fun fact about Tyranids, you can't use psychic powers around them. That's interesting. They're so they're their own anti-psychic fields? Yes. 
Oh. They, they create oh, a shadow in the warp yep. because there's so many of them that are not psychic. Oh. They're just blank in the warp. That's interesting. Yeah, interesting fact, there is actually a one in a billion humans is a blank, um, mm -hmm. which means they are not only a shadow, but uh, lack a shadow, but a void in the warp. Huh. Um, this causes uh, people to be really uncomfortable around them. Uh -huh. uh, people find them very strange and very frightening, despite them being uh, normal. Are these people, it's like, just, evil? No, it's just a general sense of unease because they aren't right. Yeah. Oh. Like, they should not be. So um, so and, these guys can't get tainted by chaos in any way, shape, or form? Nope. Because they can, they can only be killed. Chaos oh. literally can't, like, see them without being physically present oh really so like corn could yeah. be able to see this like a dude who's like a void in the warp but the void but he wouldn't be able to see this man or woman who is a void in the warp but the void in the warp could see him well it's more like um so uh, beings naturally cast a shadow in the warp and it's not like a when you're in the warp you see all the people walking around as like a cool psychedelic walkthrough. It's more like, oh okay, fucking Jimmy is over here, Brayden's over there, these three are all sitting around computers recording a shitty podcast, uh, etc. So, but the, the, the blanks that straight up the, they can't nothing bubkis. Yeah. So one of the greatest inquisitors his name is ravenor and he is like one of the most incredibly psychic people around which gets said about a lot of people so it's not that big of a laureate but he the metal gets passed around a lot hmm. yeah he tries to attack a or more i think it's directly possess a person and is like wait shit i Ant, because there is a blank near them. Oh. That's Blanks are... They're an interesting thing that I think we'll get to later when we're talking okay, about yeah. uh, order, orders within the Imperium, because it's specifically the Officio Assassinorium and the uh, Soritas, whatever they're called. Not they probably use these guys hard, right? We, yeah, yeah, the assassins use a lot of blank male and female blanks as assassins because they're fucking immune to warp shit. And there's an entire order called the Sisters of Silence, uh, who Ooh. the Emperor formed as uh, go out and find psychers. Because, hey, useful thing about an entire group of Amazon ladies who can't be touched by warp powers. They can go and find warp people. finding psychics. Yeah, it's hard to fight the people them who... In. It's hard to fight the people whose powers are useless on them. Yeah. So... Back to cannibalism. The, Back well, one, one last okay. bit is uh, kind of show that people just don't like blanks. In Eisenhorn's books, he meets a blank prostitute who is described as like one of the beautiful most beautiful women he's ever seen but has to charge very low prices because people are just disgusted by her no oh, that's weird yeah shit's weird anyway back to cannibalism so he feasts on all this flesh of all these just terrible people learns everything they knew yeah learns to be a bad person yeah so he just becomes the worst <laughs> Well, yeah, so he thinks about, you know, I could be the worst person tyrant king ever. Uh -huh. Instead, he goes out and try brings peace by being 
Red Hood. I was about Batman to say, so aesthetic. he's he's Judge Dredd and Red Hood all mixed into one. Yep. He uh, basically so, becomes the protagonist of the raid. Yes. I have some quotes for you, some choice quotes. Oh, God. Uh-huh. Uh, Please give them to me. You've ushered in the peace of the graveyard. Peace at the cost of surrendering all choice, all freedom. The city lies in terror, forced to live by the standards you place upon our shoulder. Let's dissect that a little bit. Uh-huh. Well, he just kills everyone who does not obey. Yes, so he is Judge Dredd. Well, f- okay, first things first. So, we, this, this kind of brings us into the future. Let's go back and get to where he got there. Um, step one, uh, eat the brains. Step two, get dissatisfied with society. Step three, punch people's hearts out if they're bad people. Step four, become semi-famous for punching people's hearts out for being bad people. Step Five, murder the evil nobles who are oppressing the poor. Step six, get the nobles afraid of you. Step seven, walk into their fucking room and being like, I'm your owner now. Step seven, become king of the planet. Step eight, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step nine, profit. And that's how we got Uh, to that quote. Hey, Fuzzy, are you looking at the same block of quotes I am? No. Okay. So there's an there's an exchange between the nobles and Haunter, and the noble says, uh, "But every sin is punished, but punished by death. No matter the crime, no matter the scale of the sin, the people of the city live in silence, lest a single word earn them the death for speaking out against you." And Conrad just responds, "Yes, listen, listen to the sound of raw silence. Is it not serene?" Conrad is an ends justify the means kind of guy. Yeah, that's what it appears. Cranked to be. up to twelve. He's very much He's a also... retribution over rehabilitation kind of guy in criminal yeah, justice. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, this whole idea of yeah, I can just punish you for whatever you do that is wrong because it goes against this order I'm creating. Yeah, he's super Batman. Yeah, Batman without the morals. Yeah, well, basically, Batman has loose morals to begin with. Yeah, for real. Oddly, so fucking, he comes in and fuckles everything and becomes a tyrant based on fear. Yes. Uh, by being super Batman. Yes. Uh, but when the rich are like, okay, fine, you rule now. Uh, oddly, he's not the worst. Um, that... As you would imagine, he's actually a decent ruler who's not just, like, the fucking worst. Of course, anyone who disagrees or disobeys or also commits a crime, uh, he doesn't send the police. In fact, he never establishes a police or a military. He shows up himself. You betcha. Oh, my fucking God. I imagine being like, all right, all right, Bobby, I know we're not supposed to smoke this weed. But we can do it in my house. No, boom! And then he just comes through your wall and kills you. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Weed uh, is illegal. Just a lightning talon. Just a, a light... A th- Are they lightning talons? Sure. Yes, <laughs> light, just rips through the wall claws. and just grabs you by the skull and pulls he you He comes back. in like the well, Kool-Aid man. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the fun fact. Um, the... 1d4 article uh, compares him to one of the orders of assassins, uh, <sighs> the Eversor assassins, who, well, the Eversor assassins, 
in Warhammer 40k are Imperium assassins who are drugged to their eyeballs, mixed with so many cybernetics that they're basically flayed ones on drugs, uh, and then put into cold sleep and just kind of uh, cracked the can open and launched at bad things until the bad things die as they bust through Rawl screaming uh, shamelessly ripping off both the Kool-Aid Man and Dio. Oh dear. Uh, Conrad Kurz makes those guys look calm. Mm -hmm. That's that's who Conrad oh. Kurz is. Also, that re fucking took some air out of my lungs. Uh. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so when the Emperor arrives, it's he arrives with several Primarchs with him. And they kind of land, and they go on. Uh, a, a for the parade. record, Rogol, Ferris, Lorgar, uh, Fulgrim, and then their respective legions. Yep. Is Fulgrim there? I only see. Uh, At least this as okay. it is. Yeah. So they're kind of okay. So they're walking, and uh, we all know the Emperor glows. Yeah. That's just a thing. Uh, the people of Nostromo cry, just at the the radiance. Oh, like their eyes are burning. <laughs> Little bit. People that look directly at him do go blind. Oh my god! Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, because their eyes are so adapted to oh, living. Oh, in yeah, that makes dark. sense. And here's I guess. the sun with the the Algonquin sun. The Algonquin sun the has come down and is like, "Hey, I'm here for my kid." <laughs> Basically, the station wagon's parked outside. Uh, so to to give more credence to Conrad being psychic, every like he meets all uh -huh. his primarchs, right? All his brothers, and he sees the future. How? Because he's plagued by terrible so, visions all uh, the time. So literally, Emps and his bros walk up, and he is waiting at the front of the palace because, hey, the Algonquin sun and uh four, one, two, three, four, uh four other seven foot tall dudes fucking bust into my home planet on a parade blinding my citizenry i should probably take a look i imagine He's... i imagine the imp driving down like a, a like a dangerous new york street just in his station wagon like oh we're in the bad part of the galaxy <laughs> looking around <laughs> seeing people get blinded by his Ful radiance fulgrim, fulgrim no you can't we're not stopping for a hot dog fulgrim no <laughs> But it's Can't, only two dollars. No, I know. No, it's not. It's not safe. Okay. I'll get you one when we. I'll get you <laughs> when we get to the to the to the New York sector. Yeah. Okay. Or um, the Brooklyn sector. Well, yeah. So he sees uh everyone's deaths, oh, including dear. the emperor's, and begins. Uh, not Lord God. Oh, yeah. Uh, and begins attempting to claw his own eyes out. Oh dear. Uh. Emps naturally walks up and says, and I quote, Conrad Kurz, be at peace, for I have arrived and intend to take you home. That isn't... That is not my name, father. My people gave me a name and I will bear it until my dying day. And I know full well what you intend for me. Oh dear. Which is pretty fucking cool, actually. Yeah, fucking talking smack to the god emperor of mankind is pretty lit. <laughs> That's also the other interesting thing of, uh, these next four all are kind of like, uh, a little bit. Like, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're an Algonquin beauty so, man, but come on. Come on. Now, 
let us move on to the Primarch of the 11th Legion. No, 12th yeah. Legion. Yeah. <laughs> so, 12th Brayden, I'm not going to tell you this man's name until okay. the end. And I want you to... And it's especially fortuitous you have forgotten your notebook. Because... Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh... He ends up on a quote-unquote civilized world pretty far away from Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. And, like, most of his early life is kind of unknown, but he ends up getting cap- discovered by a slaver. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, he finds the Primarch just surrounded by dead oh, alien dear. bodies. And this planet, Nuceria, hold, holds regular gladiatorial Oh, good. Are you beginning to see where this is going? It, yes. It's a classic uh, Roman, hey, we're just going to kill a bunch of people so uh, yes. we don't have to deal with this. But uh, it, it gets better uh, because uh-huh. not only do they have these gladiatorial matches, they want to make sure they're good. Uh-huh. So all of their slave gladiators, they implant an archaeotech device in their heads that is later called the Butcher's Nails. Oh. Uh, these nails, air quotes, uh, constantly apply pain directly to the brain, except for during one particular activity. When they're like murdering. To, when they're murdering. That's good. So, essentially, they create a group of men and women who are giant warrior people who only take pleasure in murderizing. Mm. Yeah, they, you just, your mind gets bleached of reason and caution and mortality. You just become fucking rage. That's awful. Yeah, our seven foot tall uh, son of an Algonquin um, naturally starts winning pretty good because he's got a foot and a half on everyone else and is made of fuck. Um, (laughs) So naturally, after years of being a slave and also seven feet tall uh, and becoming the best fighter on the planet, uh, he does the natural thing and leads a slave rebellion against the people. You know, yeah, I was about to say, gladiator. he's just yeah. gladiator. So he just does the gladiator thing, but with 100% more having nails in his fucking head that lobotomize him and turn him into a murder machine. Mm-hmm. Um, He just starts fuckling things. It's around this time that our favorite Algonquin shows up and doesn't find the Primarch. He goes instead to the government and says... Hey, I notice you have a seven foot tall dude buckling all of your shit real bad. Uh-huh. How about I take him off your hands? Oh dear. And they're like, yeah, please go ahead. Uh, what do you want in exchange? Join my Imperium. Yeah, sure, totally. Fucking go get that guy. Get, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> and so Emps walks over and knocks him the fuck out and kidnaps him, basically. Uh, also leaves the entirety of the slave rebellion just there. Oh. Slaughtered they are slaughtered to the last man, summarily. And, um, 
Yeah, so the, the Primarch dick bag. wakes up and Emps decides not to tell him any of that. Oh. Uh, and decides to just uh, kind of whisk him away onto the Great Crusade. Here's what uh, I'm going to guess happens. He finds out and he becomes a traitor. Later, yeah. Well, so something that happens is, like, he gets told uh-huh. of what's going to happen. And <coughs> members of his legion, who are at this point called the Warhounds, try to reason with him. You know. Yeah. Like a bunch of I idiots. remind you, seven feet of rage, pain, and Wait, hate. here's a here's oh, a question. It's did, nine. Did anyone did it's anyone nine. think to take out the nails in his head that are causing him well, intense pain? How can you not? He's the primarch. Okay, here's the fun part. So he he gets these put in like when he's uh fucking thirteen. It's like the uh, Lay of system. It is actually a lot. Here's so he gets thing. it implanted in his brain, and he starts growing up, and it gets to the point where literally Emps... There's a scene in a book where Emps pops his fucking head open and has him unconscious on a table and calls in someone and is like, I can't fix this. Oh. There's nothing... I, I am the god emperor of mankind. Well, that and shit... I can't fix this. I would think if it wouldn't I even work to... on him in the first place. But... Oh no, it worked. It, it, a brain's a yeah, brain. Yeah, appar- apparently it did. So yeah. Um, also, yeah, he's nine feet tall. Uh, My yeah, bad. Yeah. So seven leaders of his legion oh, dear. come before him and just get summarily fucking murdered <laughs> almost instantly. Um, and then uh, one captain. A really a swell cool dude named Karn. What's his name? Dope guy. Karn. Comes forward. Karn. Karn. Oh, there's an accent. That's, he, uh, that's different. He later, he, he later gets a title. Uh, uh-huh. We'll get to that later. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. But he's like the captain of the 8th Assault Company. He comes forward and talks, uh-huh. talks him down. But uh, this Primarch does... What is, without a doubt, one of the dumbest things that any Primarch has ever done, and I'm including Perturabo causing Marcus. a decimation in his own legion. He he reverse engineers the butcher nails in his head, comes up with a shittier version, and has every single space marine in his legion. I was about get them to say, so I'm gonna take a wild guess and say he put the nails into his legion. He did. He did mm. that thing. Yes. So they're Every basically the the Thunder Warriors that the God Emperor had back on Earth. A little bit, yeah. Um, accidentally, yes. Uh, other fun fact, Karn gets the nails, but manages to still be calm. Because Karn is in. a fucking warrior monk dude who's just real chill about his shit. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, also... Butcher's nails cause librarians to lose their psychic oh, powers dear. and eventually die. That's not uh, good. There, so there are no psychers uh, in the Warhound. Not a fan of that. Well, uh, they yeah, become Angron. The that's his name. Angron. Yeah, Angron. <laughs> that's been the name. Yep. Isn't... And uh, Angron dual wields giant chain uh-huh. axes named Gorechild what? and Gorefather. <laughs> because... Uh, Angron is an angry man. 
You know what? I'm gonna say this Damn. for the third time this episode. Fuck Warhammer. <laughs> I fucking hate it. He also carried his number one first bay axe fucking called Widowmaker. Why are the why how did they get the name Gore Child and Gorefather? Take some fucking guesses, and, my yeah. dude. I'm only going I guess he if named them right. in his frothing right. state. Uh, I think he had a sword fight with Widow using Widowmaker against Russ, who used Kraken Maw, which is a chain blade using Why? teeth. Uh, and let me guess, wolf teeth? Oh. No, Kraken teeth. Silly yeah. me. Come uh, on. Kraken Maw. Other Silly fun fact. Come me. on. Get it together. Other fun Look. fact about that encounter. So, Lehman just pisses off Angron, and they end up... Uh, they end Not up starting to, to have a confrontation, an event which is later caused Night of the Wolf. Um, so Booker they ad. engage in personal combat as their legions just start fucking fighting each other. Uh-huh. Uh, so it, it, an interesting thing begins happening. Uh, let's kind of draw a mental bullseye kind of, or dartboard here. Uh, so at the center is our favorite angry boy and our favorite wolf boy. Uh-huh. Said wolf boy it is getting the shit kicked out of him As by nine feet do. of anger and fuck. Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile, nearby this fight, the world eaters are getting outflanked by the space wolves. That said, further out from this immediate vicinity, the space wolves are getting fucking tenderized by a legion of people who take joy in one thing and one thing alone, and Murder. that's ripping other things into a fine red mist. They are doing that to the space wolves, uh, wholesale. And Lehman is like, ha, I, I'm winning, because that's what he sees nearby. And meanwhile, Angwon's just like, fuck you, fuck your house, fuck you, fuck your father, fuck your father. Ah! Uh -huh. And just keeps beating the shit out of Lehman. Uh, that, that's how that goes. That's fucking it. Um, it's really a good lesson in properly claiming your objectives, uh, which Angron kind of just ignores and starts killing everything. Uh, eventually, someone breaks up the fight. And, uh, yeah. Don't piss off Angron. Uh, so, this is symptomatic, and it's one of the, like, four, two, two, three, maybe four instances I can think of where Russ had to take his space wolves and bring another legion to heal, which I think is, like, heal dog. Uh -huh. I think that's kind of funny. But Russ is, like, the sheriff. He is the Primarch that polices oh, okay. the Primarchs. And this a will come up times. again next episode when we talk about uh, the Council of Nikea. That oh, becomes important. Uh, so but, I have a question: Who doesn't uh, piss off Angron? Because <laughs> you said you no. said you uh, said Russ pissed Horus. him off, and I was I was thinking in my head, I was like, who doesn't though? At le pretty much at some point, oh, Angron sweet baby has Horus. punched every every Primarch in the face. Oh really? I think he's cool. Even with sweet Morgar, baby Horus. I think. Uh, yeah, I believe once, yes. Oh, dear. That reminds me, I have to go look up when uh, all of the traitor Primarchs have a Oh, I, I bet that's good. Just so I can watch them talk so, to each other. Um, let's move on to Batman 2, Electric Boogaloo. Uh, the, the Common, common Raven, a.k.a. Corvus, Corvus Corax. Why is his nickname the Common Raven? But No, that's oh, the Latin okay. for a I Common was like, Raven. I was like, is that his nickname? Or nope. Okay. Nah, 
he is the common his name raven. is Corvus Corax, which is the Latin okay. for the common raven. He is the primarch oh, of the Raven Guard. He has a locked-in raven aesthetic, like he has a oh, jump pack that has wings. Uh, I he's I got a good fucking Shut aesthetic. Is uh, his that's very consistent. Is his armor a purple black color? Oh, okay. Uh, it's just black. It'd be better um, if it was purple black. I agree. Um, uh, World Eaters Ooh, oddly had a blue nice. aesthetic. Oh, is that the Egyptian themed one? Oh okay. no no no! That's Thousand Suns. I was about to say I like the Egyptian ones. Well, uh, post heresy, a lot of colors change. Like the Luna Wolves go from like unpainted Ooh. gray to green. Uh, I'm all World about go to that red. aesthetic. Suns so stay the same. I'm about it. So uh, Corvus is not super complicated actually. He much actually like uh, Batman One and or actually excuse me more like Angron uh, ends up on a shithole planet where. The people are slaves. Uh, this planet's actually a atmosphereless moon uh, mm. that's being mined out, uh, and its people are being used as slaves by the planet it's orbiting. They're kept down by uh, hired mercenary forces and kind of just forced to work all day because it's a giant moon of basically free slave labor um, on top of a forge world. Uh, not great. Forge worlds in general, or being like the labor source for a forge world, generally not great. Pretty shit, um, honestly. So his pod kind of crashes in, and somehow the guards don't notice, but the people do, and notice, hmm, magic child, weird, we're adopting him and keeping him secret. Uh, they do that, and then notice, wow, it's been three weeks. This looks like a four-year-old now. <laughs> weird. It's been three weeks since you looked at me. Now I look like a four-year-old. All right, good rendition. Grim Dorks. Uh, good rendition. Final Sorry. episode. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, damn, we never got to do our. We haven't even finished the prior. Yep, that's the joke. Uh, so <laughs> uh, apparently they name him Korax, which in their language means the Deliverer. I'm calling okay. bullshit, but anyway. Uh, so he starts growing up. He gets real learned because of all these slaves uh, quite a few of them are pretty educated they manage to all keep him secret grow him up get him learned get him wise in the ways of weapons and fighting and shit and once he is you know seven feet tall of hunky hunky emo man um with quite a fucking jawline i i gotta give him that he's got he looks like a more emo conan like he's got that fucking chin um, that he has a whip. Kinky Conan. A really cool Kinky whip. Um, so. I hate you. I hate everything about this. So, uh. Fuck. Korax, as one is wont to do when raised by a bunch of people who want to be freed from their slavery, yes. uh, becomes Che Guevara. Oh, and, good. Uh, Leads a rebellion. Leads a rebellion. Successfully and liberates the planet, or oh, the moon. Um, he goes about it via guerrilla tactics, uh, urban warfare, very strategic placement, strategic uh, lead-off attacks, and flanking maneuvers. Um, he's a, stel a stealth he, boy. He, he's a fast attack, assault kind of guy. Likes he to do combat in, roles. Yeah. He gets in, hits hard, gets out, rinse repeat until win mm -hmm. uh he's very effective right. at it actually that's good 
uh, he manages to pull out a fucking MacGyver win against these dudes and mm. frees all the slaves, kills all the bad guys, and then sends a nuke down the uh, basically giant conveyor belt that goes from the planet to the moon and blows the shit out of the manufactorium that they oh, were sending dear. all of their supplies to. Emps uh -huh. um, shows up and is like, good job. Nice. Nice. Um, here's your legion. Uh, they're called the Raven Guard because, you know, I named you Corvus. Uh, they named you Corax. Interesting fact. Uh, that's Latin for the common raven. So I just decided to keep the aesthetic. You down with this aesthetic? And that sweet emo boy just fucking wept openly. So, and then he said, hey, yeah. what's Latin? That too. Uh... Korax and him then had a day and a half long conversation. Oh dear. No one knows what they talked about at mm. all. But the only thing when they came out, Korax's one ask was fix the planet I blew up and keep this one free. And Emperor was like, alright, please. Sure. That's cool. And brought the Mechanicus in and they rebuilt Kyavar. Kiavar, uh, whatever. Kiavar. And turned it into a great place, actually. It's actually a good manufacturer, a uh, good forge world. It's not That's a good. complete shithole, and Deliverance, the moon, also not a shithole. And it also um, becomes the home of the Raven Guard. Um, cool. With its fortress monastery called oh the Raven Spire. So. I'm surprised they didn't call it the fucking so Roost. So it's. It's a pretty chill place, and then you see all these space marines just kind of walking around trying to pick up new guys for the Raven Guard. A little bit. That's cool. Hey, hey guys, you want to know something what? about the Raven Spire? It's divided into oh, wings. That's funny. That's funny. Fucking wings. My water cup. My, like the wings my cup of the building may be filled with a clear liquid, but it is not vodka, and I'm going to need to fix that if we keep I going. I can't handle now. this. That's funny. I like it. Fuck. It's a good. It's a good joke. Uh Oh, uh, you! The architect was like, <laughs> their, "Their happy place is called the Carnivalis." The architect was laughing the entire time he built the the Raven Spire. Yeah, basically. Fuck. Okay, now <sighs> let us move on. Twenty slash twenty. To the dumbest one. Oh dear. Be oh well, we're skipping eleven. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Obviously. He's the second unknown baby. Doing something so heinous. <laughs> More Sorry, heinous than a heresy. I need to close the door. So now we have Alpharius. Oh, what Omega, a fucking dumb name! Also known as the Aleph Null, the Hydra, the Threefold Serpent, the Final Configuration, the, and the last. His last primer. name, the Alpha and the Omega. They just didn't want to put that title there. Well, okay. Let's let's pull off the sheet now. The the twenty first, uh -huh. right? So consider Alpharius just Alpharius uh -huh. as twenty. The twenty first is his twin brother Omegon, who may or may not have Wait. ever existed. Okay. <sighs> Wait. I'm just gonna Okay. Act yeah, go Fuzzy, ahead. let me go take ahead. this go one. Ahead. Let me take this one. Because it pisses me off something fierce. So uh -huh. Alpharius is, is the, the shortest. shortest How tall is he? Eight? Right? He is the shortest. He is as he is eight foot tall, the height okay. of your average space marine. 
Yes, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. You with me so far? Also, he looks a lot like all of uh-huh. his Marines, and a lot of his Marines got surgery what? to look more like Alfarius. Because, because, and this is the dumbest thing, so they could pose as Alfarius. Well, okay. So they're so the royal yes. they're like the royal guards or the royal stand-ins who kind of at public events take the place of the person in the royalty so that if they get assassinated it's a random bloke instead of the actual dude. Very similar, similar in fact. Similar. Okay. This is where it get okay. I'm going to I'm going to take a couple of steps back cuz we've jumped forward in time. Alfarius is and not for the memeing here, like, just straight up, we don't fucking know enough about him. Um, There's not much information have, about him? We don't have a c- consistent yeah. and canon actual history for him. Okay. The longest one is that Horus uh, was fucking around. And mind you, there is uh, almost like 30 years of space between Korax getting picked up and Alpharius getting picked up. Oh, jeez. Um, which, in terms of the whole thing, there's about 200 years between Horus and Alpharius. Uh-huh. I shit you not. Um, so Horus is just fucking patrolling around when all of a sudden he gets attacked by pirates? And the pirates are doing really good, and the lead craft is getting fuckled. So Horus moves his ship in to take care of it. Um, when they dock with the pirate ship, though, Horus learns that his space marines are getting fuckled, and a group of pirates is got- gotten on board and is fighting their way to the bridge. In busts, uh, five dudes, one of which is seven feet tall. Um, he fuck these guys bust down the door, and Horace does the natural thing and blows four out of them away. The last one dodges and is about to stab a motherfucker before they kind of make on contact and look each other up and down and go, "Hey, you're a fucking eight and a half foot tall god man." And Horace is like, "Hey." Not so bad yourself. I'm a nine foot tall god man. Uh, and they're both like, hey! And they hug. Um, unfortunately, this story is a lie. What? The real story is that uh, Alpharius grew up on a dead world with no one to raise and educate him, and oh. he only escaped by commandeering an Eldar vessel that had crashed onto the planet, or actually, excuse me, landed on the planet to plunder its technology and resources. Uh-huh. Um, and then he killed them all and stole the ship to discover who made him. Unfortunately, this story is a lie. What? Uh, the real story is that he landed on a strange, just kind of a regular human world, lived amongst them for ten years, but then uh-huh. the planet was attacked by a strange Xenos race called the Slaukth, which are... <laughs> they're this Xenos. weird Xeno race that look like a pile of maggots in a robe um, that eat vamp- that vampire people to make more maggot creatures. They're kind of like the hunters from Halo mixed with vampires. Oh, okay. They're the worst. Uh-huh. Um... The sloth kidnap him and keep him and don't eat him as a curiosity because this is a giant god, man. That's kind of neat. Um, until, of course, he... Oh, and then they kill the rest of the planet. 
Um, the Emperor then comes in and rescues him directly, but keeps him hidden from public knowledge for a while to rehabilitate him and heal him. Uh, unfortunately, this hang story on. is Hang on, I gonna... Lie. Oh, damn it, I was gonna do it. I was gonna be uh, like, hang on, stop right there. I think this story is a lie. Uh, the real story is that Alpharius wasn't finished by the time the other Primarchs got whisked away. And so he wasn't whisked away, and thus was on Terra the entire time. Or at least some part of him was there. See, Maybe it's Omegon. The the Alpha Legion, the Alpha Legion is masterful at misinformation and misdirection. That's like their whole deal. That's kind Nobody of Nobody knows shit. The Legionnaires composes their Primarch. Right. So every fact, every space marine is also a lie. Yeah, that's what I thought. So every single space marine is a carbon copy in terms of looks and appearance. Well, okay. of Alpharius. Unless you unless you like really yeah. Knew what so yeah, for? to the common yeah. eye, they look exactly the same, and they're not like Horus because y'all said Horus's legion looks similar to him, but not exactly. Well, well everyone's legion looks they're... like. They look like all f almost familiar. Okay, within, so they within the bounds. Yes, right? but not carbon copies like Alpharius. No, yeah. Alpharius's legion is uh, like, oh, these well, are all twins. It, oh. Well, Fuzzy, I hate to do a well actually. Go ahead. Well, actually, <laughs> gatekeep me, the, bitch. The reason, the <laughs> uh, so a lot of them look like their primarchs because they all come from the same planet. Yeah. Does that make sense? And it's referenced in in uh, the very first Horse Heresy book. There is a a Luna Wolf who is from Terra, who had been with the Legion since the beginning. He doesn't look anything like the rest of his Legion because yeah. he comes from a different place. And then you have like the Sons of Horus who look almost exactly like Horus, except for like uh, it's described as like yeah, you take Horus, one of them is like you take Horus and you just like squeeze him down to be short. Uh, and you got that guy. <laughs> the thing about the stories of Alpharius and Omegon is they're all probably kind of true. We're not sure which parts are the true parts or uh -huh. indeed what the true facts are. What we do know is the Alpha Legion operated before their Primarch showed up, but in a clandestine manner. We're not sure exactly what they did, but in general, this uh -huh. strange group of black shields, which are space marines of no chapter, keep getting sent places to just accomplish tasks, such huh. as assassinations, yeah. uh, writing the rule. Uh, they're basically the space marines CIA up until the officio assassinorium and the sisters of silence and shit like that are all established the alpha legion does that because so, yeah sorry continue they didn't pass way oh. back when when he made the space marines he tested groups of thousand a thousand of them and al as an alpha test Alpha Legion never made it past that test, but he used them anyway, and we're not sure exactly how. So maybe Omegon was left on Terra and operated as the Primarch of this Alpha Legion before Alpharius was found, but we're not sure. Horus sure isn't fucking saying anything if that actually was Alpharius he found. Oh. Uh -huh. Um. Yeah, and uh, 
The, the way the Alpha Legion did war as a whole was very interesting because and Alpharius and <laughs> Rawbutt have the most contentious relationship because Rawbutt fucking uh, hates Is it Alpharius. because he's so tricksy? Because Alpha- Yeah, basically. It's because of his dis- quote-unquote disorder. Oh, okay, so okay it's because I was about to say, so Alpharius shows up to a meeting and nobody can take him at his word because he's all him and his legion always say something like weird and you can't be sure whether or not he's lying or telling the truth. Well, there's that, but also there's a point in the Great Crusade where uh, Ro- Robot Girly Man is fucking... You have to remember, they're Roman legionaries. Yeah. They charge in, they act noble as fuck, and they keep... They just kill the thing they need to before leaving and trying to keep as much infrastructure intact. Because... Because he is an empire builder. Yeah, and Alpharius isn't that. Well, okay, so Robot fucking taunts Alpharius about this, and so Alpharius is like, Alright, dick cheese. Watch me, bitch. (laughs) He charges... He shows up over a planet that has openly begun rebelling. Uh Uh-huh. They see him coming, and so they start fortifying. They have a bunch of space guns built by the time Alpharius actually decides to attack. Alpharius, of course, because he's Alpharius, dropped space marines weeks earlier and had started sowing dissent. So when he actually attacked the group, he lost less than three dozen space marines when huh. he actually attacked. Yeah. And had finished the the campaign by inflicting 90% casualties. <laughs> Interesting. And when asked, so why didn't you do it the easy, why didn't you like do the simpler way? It would have been Oh damn, Alpharius is cool. So Omegon, yeah. Omegon is they, possibly another lies set by Alpharius just to throw people off the yep. radar. Or, But there yeah. is yeah, also possibly. a part in a book where Omegon uh, talks to Alpharius and they're wearing different armor. They look similar, but... Or, or was Alpharius uh, hallucinating? Or was that part of something that we have yet to talk about? And it's late in the yeah. episode, so I, I, we can't unpack it too much. But every piece of fiction in the Warhammer 40,000 canon is of dubious Everything? canon. That's true. Everything. Yes. There is, like, quote, quote, you can read the quote. I don't have it in front of me, but it exists. Sorry. Every story in the Warhammer 40,000 universe is the perspectives of the people who have seen it or is okay, Imperial Okay, so propaganda. it is... Oh, I get that. Yeah, that's interesting. So everything could have not happened like how we how it is told to us because it yes. is told to us through the mouthpiece of the Imper- of the Imperium. Of the Imperium. So it is like there's there's a section in one of the Imperial Guard books that I have on my shelf. It's a Gaunt's Ghost book, fabulous book. Uh fuzzy. In this book, one man, one Imperial Guardsman takes down an Imperial, or no, a Chaos Dreadnought by himself. Was it, was it the Rambo guy? Ah. It was McCall. I was hoping it was that sounds Rambo. like Rambo. A scout. No, there's a guy, there is a, there is a Rambo. No. Oh, good. 
No, this guy's a, oh. this guy's a Celtic ninja. Fuck you, just roll with it. What? Uh, just roll with it. But yeah, uh, the Imperial, like, and uh, I think it's the Kefias Kane series, uh-huh. is, uh, uh, he's a commissar, and he's like, Kefias Kane, hero of the Imperium. And he's oh, like, shit. Nah, I fucking hate this. I hate all of this. I have to read that That's series, cool. actually, because it's supposedly really good. Yeah, he, all of his adventures get, like, uh, like, he has an official Imperial record keeper who follows him around and writes down all of his adventures and, like, inflates them, and the whole time he's like, I uh-huh. hate this, I hate this, so, I hate this. Like, so what is Alpharius' Legion's name? That trope. The Alpha, okay. Alpha Legion. That's shortened to but the point. But they're the 20th Legion. I, I'm going to say, as much as I hate Warhammer, I think Alpharius and the Alpha Legion are my favorite just because of their whole gimmick. Well... We'll get more into their quote-unquote gimmicks later because they're actually kind of interesting to provide you some, well, later kind of spoilers of a sort. Uh, Alpha, we're not sure who Alpha Legion is loyal to. We're not sure if they're traitors or... That's what I'm saying is that's why I like them because I felt like, I was like, there's, I don't think there's any way that they would be on one side or against, like they would either be with Horus or with the Imperium during the Horus Heresy, like, I just think the whole time they're kind of, like, playing goalie, kind of, or, like, they're... Well, there's... mm -hmm. There's three ideas. There's three ideas. One, they're Uh actually loyal to Chaos. Two, they were secretly loyal to the Emperor and were trying to sabotage Mm -hmm. the Heresy from the inside. Three, this is the most batshit insane option. They were following the instructions of a group of alien species called the Cabal, and I know this sounds like a batshit uh-huh. insane conspiracy theory. Trust me. They were following the instructions of the Cabal who said, hey, if the Horus Heresy doesn't uh-huh. win, the the universe, the Imperium of Man, will stagnate and lead to the eventual victory of Chaos. But, if it succeeds, Horus will be really sad and huh. turn it around naturally Horus has lost and, uh, Horus yeah. lost and the empire stagnated and we see where it got yes. weird. weird there is also a theory yeah. that he uh, intent that Alpharius's long term plan was to kill all of humanity off because that will destroy chaos huh that, I think See, that's why that's couple. why I like Alpharius and the Alpha Legion is because there's so much shit out there. And about, it just keeps like, getting weird too, and I really yeah. I do dig it. There's actually a guy at my local game store who he's he he was a competitive player but became a fluff player, and his fluff for his Alpha Legion and why they're working with Nids is they man Alpha Legion managed to work out a deal with Nids to make a Nid Primarch. Ooh. And so now he's hunting around for a Primark-sized model that doesn't cost 60 bucks, so he can green stuff it all to hell and make a Nid Primark. And frankly, I'm really interested uh, to see where that shit goes. Because yeah, honestly, that can totally work so, for Alpha Legion. Yeah. Uh, to wrap up the Alpha Legion talk, I do have a quote from Omegon. Oh, dear. Air quotes Omegon. Yeah. Uh, uh, we will not suffer the short-sightedness of our brother legions, nor the inverted gaze of the wider Imperium. We are Alpha Legion, and we take the long view. That's how yeah. they do. 
Yeah, I, that's so I think cool. It, I think it's cool that we see 19 other uh, legions just like hit it with a stick until it breaks, and then we take it over for a planet, and then Alpha Legion just like that's boring. Yeah, Alpha Legion are real cool, and they lead Rawbutt on a very that's hilarious campaign. Uh, and I guess to just also wrap up in general the Primarchs, the two missing Primarchs we don't have much information about except for the fact that they may or may not have been killed for being bad people. That's ah. literally, I've given you all the information yeah. we have. Mm -hmm. I still think it's the uh, Primarch of the Angry Marines and then the Primarch of the Pretty Marines. Well, if, if you're that curious, some people theorize that uh, the two missing Primarchs are Sigmar and Arachon from uh, the... Warhammer Fantasy Universe. Uh, some people, uh, the TG canon is two uh, Primarchs they made up named uh, Rakus Ragius and Tyalok Ekans. Um, oh, Ragius. There's also uh, contenders for Samus and Guts being two of them. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Let me let me hit you with my theory. Let me hit you with my theory. Uh. Their capsules got cracked, and they got uh -huh. possessed by chaos, and you can't let that shit live. And implying that at at the early stages of the campaign, that Primarchs can be corrupted would be damaging to Imperial morale yep. in an incredible way. So just sponge yeah. them from the record. Uh, yeah, that's certainly interesting. That's a solid you would theory. Think, yeah, I was about to say you would think though if they were gonna expunge them from the records, they would. They would just say that there were always 18 legions, that there wasn't 20. I think it's th I think it's similar to the reason that no we don't... No Alpha Legion. Uh, well, no, not that, but why uh, America doesn't add more territories to the Union. They don't want to replant, pre replant yeah. all the flags. Um, <laughs> we have to renumber all the legions, well, repair all the shit. Okay, My continue. theory is that... Um, I do think one of them was a tr an early traitor and was taken out. I honestly think mm -hmm. another one of them... I think... Actually, I think two things. I think on one hand, both of them might have been traitors, but on the other hand, both of them are just secrets that are being held in the back pocket like Alpha Legion was. That Alpha Legion just got let out of the bag. Oh, and that at some point in canon going forward, we might see these two legions again somewhere oh look two whole legions of space marines just appear i'm imagining Perfect. like fucking so many assholes went to the kind of edge of the galaxy and just because the necron king went out to the fucking edge with the nids on it doesn't mean that fucking these two primarchs there's a lot there's of edge a lot of edges to the galaxy and not all of it is on korax uh <laughs> uh <laughs> Some of it's on Kurs. <laughs> um, so it's on uh, and the rest of it's on Horus's claws. Um, <laughs> the point Gah! is, I feel like Workshop might be keeping some of that shit in their back pocket for like, alright, let's reinvigorate this fucking cannon because Robot waking up hasn't been helping enough. <laughs> um, but... Yeah. Anyway, uh, I also it just kind of lets players make up their own because there are like baseline stats for what a Primarch should have as like minimum table stats. Um, so you can get fucky with it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah. So, uh, let's wrap up Fuzzy. Uh, Tell me about well, your project. as always, I'm also the host of uh, Mobile Suit Fandom, a Gundam rewatch podcast. Uh, I like it. It's fun. You can find us at Mobile Suit Fandom. Or at Mobile Suit Pod. Shit, I uh, messed I'm up. I am on. At Mobile Suit Pod. There it is. Thank you. You Thank you for up. my fuck-ups. Uh, good day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am on Double J Cryptid Emporium with a friend of the show, uh, Jess, a mortal enemy of the show, uh, Chris. He's very jealous of our fandom. podcast name, by the uh, way. Literally every time we talk, he's just like, this is your weekly reminder. Fuck you, Grimdorks is a good name. <laughs> yes, I'm it's real very proud of good. it. Uh, so yeah, Double J Cryptid Emporium, we talk about cryptids and try to sell them to you. Uh, I live in a warehouse full of cryptids. It kind of sucks. The food that bill is really sorry. high. How many... How much uh, is the upkeep? So much. Mm, the weird this part is, a bad is idea. he keeps trying to put the Jersey Devil back in the fucking box, but it keeps getting out. But it doesn't harm him or anyone that comes in. It just kind of shuffles around and looks weird. Yeah. All it wants is some cigarettes, and it can't find any. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, a joysy. joysy devil. Could anyway, uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter, at uh, GrimDorksPod. Make sure to email us questions so we can eventually do a question and answer show. Uh, the out-of-character one, we're floating the idea of doing an in-character. It would in be amazing. Episode. And I want to do it real bad. Well, you see, the three of us... Uh, we will we'll probably just end up doing for it. our own <laughs> entertainment. We all started playing in a uh, yeah. Death Watch game um, where we're all playing Space Marines from different chapters. And uh, I'm playing an apothecary from Black Templars. Uh, John's playing a, uh, a Dark, Dark Angel, Angel Librarian. librarian. Braden's playing a Tech Marine from the Storm Wardens. Storm Wardens. So. And the the idea for the podcast only came from this sentence that I'm about to say in my Space Marine voice. Hello, and welcome to My Battle Brother, My Battle Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern millennia. As you can tell, we're idiots. We're and fucking, I don't know why it's we fucking great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, with all that out of the way, uh, thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Uh, next week, we will finally Woo! get into the Great Crusade, and I'm so it's excited. It's going to be great. It's going to be lit, son. It's going to be no, lit. I was, making a, I was making a pun because it's called the Great Crusade. I had. I didn't <laughs> want to recognize Reco- it. I recognize Witness it. Me. And it is good. <laughs> Alright, so for everyone here at Grindorks, uh, I have been Overlord uh, John. I have been Canoptech uh, uh, Spider Fuzzy. I have been. Oh, gee. You said something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, I am. Monolith. I am the great Necron Worm that fought. <laughs> Iron Manus or whatever the fuck his name is. Duh. <laughs> Iron Manus. <laughs> Iron Manus. <laughs> is it his name Iron Manus? Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you for listening to Grim Dorks. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. 
Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norrin Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.